0: Ancient goblins and
1: wallows. That's my favorite line in that room song. Um, uh, uh, Ryan's been listening to the Ramones, which I don't. know. Like, that's the one thing I think we we're talking about before. Like, I don't really. I guess I don't want to let my kids watch a lot of uh, TV shows or movies that are outside their age. But
0: music doesn't seem to matter that they much. They
1: definitely listen to a lot of music. Maybe we shouldn't. Like Ariel was uh, singing um, uh, "Brick House." the, other yeah, the, the day. The
0: brick. <laughs> well, I just remember one time I was at your house to play D and D or something. And, um, Jamie was like, y'all, y'all your dog. And he's like, sit down, be humble. And it's like, yeah, I guess it's like a radio hit. He probably to Kendrick Lamar. He's got a good message in there. But then it's like, definitely there's a line in that song though. Where he's like, put your pussy on my taste buds." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Ryan has his own playlist for his iPad. And he mm. definitely has like, um, paper planes, but M.I.A. on there. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's I mean, super, he's uh, super freak.
0: He's <laughs> got to learn early, you know, that the international government just doesn't respect anyone and <laughs> kill poor people. Yeah, <sighs> that all makes sense to me. That all tracks. Um, I did watch the Pet Cemetery remake. It's not very good. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yep, but um, they did have a cover of the Ramones song by the LA, like, bougie rock band. Was well, also crawling. not good. Also not quite as good as Ramones, but uh, it reminded me of that song. So then I watched the Ramones music video for Pet Cemetery. And it was just, yep, yeah, perfect. This is the 80s. I love it.
1: You should have watched uh, Rock, 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 like Rock, Rock, High, high school. school.
0: That movie? Yeah. That, that,
1: for like five minutes? And uh, what's his face in there? old buddy from, um, oh, um I can't remember his name. Gremlins and...
0: uh Oh, yeah. Um, um, Dick Miller.
1: Dick Miller. Dick Good job. Miller. Um,
0: old buddy Dick Miller. Classic uh, character actor from cheesy eighty movies. Oh, dad, oh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So the that we're gonna watch Chopping Mall next time. Chopping Mall. Yeah. Uh. But this is Space Force. I'm Kyle. I'm, I'm Kyle. Oh, no, I mean I'm I'm Sean. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the consummate drunk uncle.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like when you think of like I don't really drink anymore, but when you think of like oh yeah, drunk uncle, you know, like when you listen to Man Man and it sounds like <laughs> your sad uncle drinking and crying. Like, that's me. That's my aesthetic. That's my vibe.
1: I don't know if uh, if my children see you as a drunk uncle, but uh, fair enough. No,
0: <laughs> probably more like uh, he plays video games with us. <laughs> it's <laughs> that he, weird goofy uncle. He never grew up. Yeah, also, I mean, Schmacho Man, Randy Savage too. looking for my Miss Elizabeth.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to fall in love with a beautiful woman only to have her stolen away and die in like a crack where uh, we're done with Lex Luger. Uh, Luger. Lex Luger. Uh, yeah, it's oh, her. Lexi,
0: Lexi. Her life was pretty tragic. And then he didn't do too well after her, anyways. Remember when WCW and he was trying to do like a pimp kind of angle?
1: Lex Luther did? No, Macho um, Man. Oh, Macho Man?
0: Like, what? Remember he'd come out with, like, ladies? Oh, and,
1: yeah, yeah, and he had, like, that huge boa and shit.
0: Yeah, and, like, a big shitty fur coat oh, that looked that like dumb. Spice Girls attire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was weird. Um, uh, Speaking of wrestling, though, I, it's Vince, it's time for Vince McMahon to die. You think? Yeah, he, he's gone too far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he went too far about 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm
0: just tired of him, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's... When the revolution comes, he's target number one. I'm going to Stanford, Connecticut. I'm taking you out, Vince McMahon. I like to imagine I'll have to fight my way through some of his loyal wrestlers.
1: All three of them <laughs> to get to Vince McMahon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's, like, loyal to Vince McMahon. The Undertaker liked him a lot for some reason.
1: I feel like The Undertaker probably just likes everybody.
0: I think. I mean, I think The Undertaker might be, like, a shitty redneck anyways. Yeah, right. And, like, he loves Jesus. And probably, the Undertaker loves yeah, Jesus? and he's probably, like, no abortions, which is... I'm abortions for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory abortions for the far right. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of politics though, so let's talk about Dark
1: Crystal. Oh yeah, so dark. Um, starts off with some amazing narration. You know how I love narration in movies. Mm-hmm.
0: At least this one's kind of like storybook though, it kind of...
1: You know, here's the thing, I actually don't think the narration is supposed to be there. Because I went and checked, and normally I don't do any research, but it bothered me enough that I looked. Originally, the what are their names? Like the Skysees, the Circees, the Sexies, Sexies. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I think it's the Skexies. Oh, the Sexies. Sexies. They uh, they did not speak in uh, the original cut of the movie. They actually spoke a language that was a a linguist was that Jim Henson had a linguist makeup, which is a mix of ancient Greek and Egyptian. And there was no subtitles. It was all just told visually. So I have a feeling the narration is not supposed to be there.
0: Oh, I think you're right, because I uh, skimmed through, like, the Wikipedia page after I watched it, and I feel like I remember reading that they had to, like, the the, the recording narration was hard because they had to fit, match, the, like, the pacing of the puppets that had already been right. performed with, you know, mouthing the What language. I read
1: from, uh, like, one of the visual artists' work on this movie is that Jim Henson originally wanted this to be a much more... Uh, visual storytelling
0: well that, that um and if you
1: look at the puppet scenes like the, the with the, the sexies take mm-hmm. out all the dialogue and um I mean they you don't You can definitely follow what's going on.
0: Yeah, I, they don't honestly don't even need dialogue. Right. Cuz they, they don't really say I anything. I feel like it's
1: another one of those situations where this movie could have been a lot better if <clears> the <throat> studio didn't get their their nose in a twist.
0: Well, was it the studio though or maybe it was like Frank Oz or
1: From what I understand it's test audiences they show the
0: test Oh, okay. Well, I mean, don't
1: don't question Frank Oz.
0: Well, he's the one that insisted that um Kira have a little dog pal. <laughs> but you don't like little dog pals? What's his name? Fizzgrick? Physic physic physic? Fizzgrick. He's alright. his design's really cool.
1: A lot of designs in all this movie are really cool. Yeah. Um one of our uh, one of the better shot movies we watched.
0: Yeah, it does, it looks a lot better than most movies, especially uh, ones we watched in a while.
1: There's a couple shots where they like frame it with like vegetation and stuff. That's root re- I I really found. Dead. Well, it's
0: just uh so cool to think about how
1: <laughs> mat work in this Either the mat
0: work and how elaborate the sets are and then also there's not any real people in it i mean there there's wide shots of the Gelflings that are obviously like people children in costumes them. but in, like no nah, man this is a fucking lot of work to make this movie all thanks to the success of uh, the muppet show
1: <laughs> jim Henson's is a crazy dude i
0: yeah i'm like i don't know if he's crazy he's just like Kind of, he knows what he wants to do, and he's able to convince other people, and they're like, "Yeah, that is what we'll do," and then it works out. He doesn't, he doesn't like his track record. There's not anything bad, really. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Muppets.
1: He had that one uh, uh, before the Muppets, before Sesame Street, where uh, like Ralph gets a start, which is just all dogs in like a bar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember the name of it? But that, that one uh, like Christmas one about the otters. Oh, yeah. Edmund Otter or something like that. That one's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he just hasn't done anything bad. And then, of course, he also, like, Jim Henson Creature Shop, they did the Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtle movies. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Yoda. Space Pigs. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Jim Henson's great, um... Apparently they filmed this back-to-back with the Muppets movie. Like, they finished making the Muppets movie in L.A., had like a couple weeks break, and then they were in England filming this. Yeah, I think... Because they did most of his work in England anyways.
1: Yeah, I think the Muppets was filmed in England, wasn't it?
0: No, they did... You've lost that. Well... Not the movie, the TV show. Oh, yeah, the Muppets show was filmed in England, yeah. It, like, it only exists because of England. So (laughs) I guess they helped us out with that one thing. Thanks for that, England. <laughs> and then th- thousands of years, another terrible history. Fucking some lord or duke was like the producer that Henson was friends with and he was the only one that really believed him. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> he does Put a be-
1: frog and make him a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: does seem to be one of those stuffy Anglo types. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'll give you the money for the show. And then they were planning on like syndication is where they're going you know, to. Oh, So they were just trying to sell it to different studios, and I think they just, it got really popular in England at first, and then,
1: it's time to write the ride.
0: What they did, apparently, if I'm recalling this correctly, because I watched a documentary. documentary about Jim Henson like a month ago, just randomly, but um, I believe it was, so they created a really fun environment for the guests. And, like, so the guests had a really great time. And so they'd tell other people it's great to be on The Muppets Show. So they get bigger guests. And then they would talk about it on other shows about how great it is to be on Muppets. <laughs> and then, so everyone was like, you fucking Muppets are the best. And then, obviously... Fucking the, Muppets are the best. Yeah, they just got really good over time. Only four seasons, though. I
1: thought it was five. What's it?
0: The only four seasons because Jim Henson had bigger ideas. He was going to tell us the... Kind of like spookiest fairy tale <laughs> ever. Uh, there's like something very, well, first of all, there's something really uncanny about the Gelflings. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it and it reminded me of a friend I had in my mid-twenties, her name was Audrey, who was really small and had like kind of fae ethereal features. And I always used to think, oh, well, she kind of looks like a Gelfling, and, but like didn't really ever talk to her about it because she's like a friend of a friend. I only yeah. like saw at shows or parties or whatever. She was really cool, really sweet, nice person. The last time I talked to her, she was talking about getting her ears modified so that she'd have elf ears. <laughs> you're like, elf ears? <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, what? Around, wings. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I haven't talked to her since around that time. Uh, so Audrey, if anyone knows Audrey, she's probably only about five feet tall. Uh, she's got elf ears, I'm sure now. <laughs> so I said, what else, what's up?
1: Or uh, uh, Vulcan ears. Vulcanary Space elf. Moon.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, she was cool, and I was like, oh, you just had, like, a little twinge of, like, nostalgia. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that person that I <laughs> thought was pretty cool. <laughs> it's cool, man. But, yeah, that that's what I mean, like, the uncanniness of the gufflings, where, like... There's and, a little uncanny valley. Yeah, and especially some of the movements they do, which do seem really, like, human-like. It's like, oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and then, man, when the movie first starts, I'm like, I, I was... Uh, like, oh, can't wait to see these fucking awesome, like, creature designs and stuff. And then the the, the sexies show up, and I was like, I don't know if I like these guys. Because they look so messy, you yeah. know? Like, right off the bat. But then you do get to see that they're all dressed in different finery that reflects, like, their what, are different. what their position yeah. is. And then when they strip the uh, Chamberlain, and you get to see that they also have, like, small vestigial arms because they're connected to so the, the Mystics. Mystics. I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. I get it.
1: I did like the mystics design a lot though. Yeah, especially no, no. when the like the um, the wise <laughs> mystic and the, uh, Jen is remembering uh, him playing the harp. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Little yeah, the way was, was, was all cool.
0: four arms. The 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 head mystic though, his mentor. Didn't tell him shit. <laughs> no, he didn't. Like, Jen would have been a complete failure if he didn't also happen to run into the other one gelfling in the world who knew everything that Jen needed to know.
1: Well, it's a, it's a poem. It, it rhymes.
0: <laughs> it's just like, man, he was like, He's like, I'm on my deathbed now. I only got like 30 seconds. You gotta <laughs> save the world. I can't believe I never told you this <laughs> shit before. And Jen's just like, what the fuck? And immediately when he goes on his venture, too, he's like, I don't know if I'm ready to do this alone. I have to do this alone Well
1: again This goes back to my point Like the narration And the overdubbing I think that's not Supposed to be there Strip it away And the movie still It makes way more sense Yeah
0: Cause That was really like Janky Like Mm -hmm. really scuffed When I don't know if I can Do this alone I have to do this alone
1: (laughs) They uh, I mean they uh, It's not as bad As like Game of Thrones Like literally telling you What you should think About a character But it's pretty bad Sometimes
0: Yeah I guess you can Someone excuse it That it's for kids Right
1: Yeah, that's probably why they dumbed it down. But yeah,
0: so kids would like it. Uh, I believe it was the number one box office draw in France and Japan in 1982.
1: Yeah, this seems like a movie France would love.
0: Guess what? Though it came out the same weekend as ET in the United States.
1: (laughs) Oops, man, ET is a good movie too.
0: Yeah, remember when he's like, uh, "Yo, let me get some Reese's Pieces." If I do a remake of... You know, e-
1: well, uh, let me get some of that beer.
0: Yeah, well, if I do a remake of uh, E.T., he's going to be like a New Jersey Guido type character. Uh, gonna
1: a- <laughs> he's going to have like a East Bay Mexican accent. <laughs> yeah, East
0: Bay Mexican accent. Yeah, you know, that super dynamic East Bay, Bay Mexican, Mexican accent. <laughs> accent. I have friends from there that said fool a lot. Like, sup fool? Yo fool. But like, I feel like everyone said that. Yeah. And it's not like that's an accent. That's just like a little slang thing. I don't know. Like people from the East Coast don't know these bougie <laughs> upstate New York fucks. They don't know shit about the streets. We talked about before. <laughs> Actually, I'm, uh, before the podcast, we were talking about how you're just getting kind of exhausted by politics in general.
1: Yeah, I was telling you how I have not <clears> read <throat> anything politics in weeks, and I'm back on the fiction journey.
0: Yeah, I'm getting uh, exhausted as well, especially even by like my own compatriots on the far left. Like they just like.
1: It's the same but shit. They, they seem
0: to be, like, role-playing on the internet, too, just, like, the same fucks yeah. on the far right, yeah, you know what I mean? exactly what it is. Where like, it's I'm like, oh, what? Chuckie, you don't... F- motherfucker, you don't listen to punk. Like, you're... You don't actually work, like, a working-class job. You're still in high school or going to school to be an engineer. Uh, you haven't read theory. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You're just fucking role-playing on the internet, posting memes and shit. Like, I don't fucks with you, man. Are you in a union? Like, damn.
1: <laughs> what? There's no unions left.
0: You I W W just gotta <laughs> join it, it gets you a job. <laughs> um,
1: I was in the union, um, the food handlers union. Yeah,
0: I was too. Uh, but Arizona, yeah, specifically doesn't have very many unions. Which I get, uh, but I don't think everyone uh, role playing on the internet as the far left is uh, losing Arizona.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I mean I don't know, it's this whole different ball game. But it just it's the same shit everybody else goes through. They know no one actually takes any time to. Um, to read or think about the implications of of what they're saying or doing but they feel like this is the right thing to say and do at this moment so they they're out there yelling about it
0: i guess i don't even think it's that complex i i think it's just like chumps on the internet like i'm committed to this belief now this is my team that's kind of what i'm getting it's basically team sports
1: but someone has picked a team
0: and it's mostly just like the memes aren't that good Everyone's just regurgitating the same shit. Yeah,
1: they're still better than like the right wing. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm just. It's the far left. The infighting that everyone always complains about. <laughs> and like, I I don't have any problem with you, even if you uh, support Mao for some reason. I mean, killing landlords seems like a good idea. But that's kind of the end of the list. But uh, it's just like, uh, man, you're not that cool playing on the internet. You don't even listen to leftover crack or some shit. Crack kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I guess i will be my compl- my political cultural complaint for the week. There's definitely gonna be more. <laughs> 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 we'll see more what are the questions. Actually I
1: would like to know how we got on this subject from, from Dark Crystal. Where how did I don't remember. It'll be great going back to listen to this episode. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um it's just popping off, you know? Oh, because we're making fun of the Chapo man. Oh that was, yeah, that's right. It's my fault. <laughs> And I don't even specifically have a problem with him. I know I just did, like, a belittling uh, (laughs) imitation of his speech impediment. But (laughs) it's just, like, that one thing, it's just, I don't know, it just seems so out of touch. Like, it seemed like something, like, your fucking, like, boomer uncle or (laughs) Joe Biden would say or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Speaking of boomers, uh, that's kind of what The Dark Crystal is about, right? It's like the world's dying and there's these two groups of old fucks
1: that fucked everything up
0: that messed everything up and they're all connected but separated and the way to save the world is to kill and them try- all <laughs> turn them all into unified ghosts <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right cuz it seems like they're supposed to be well cuz when a, a, a sexy gets killed and then the mystic disappears
1: right you know, at the very beginning the emperor dies yeah, and they're the connected head yeah dies.
0: so they're like um well, I guess because of the crystal, they'd be refractories of each other, mm-hmm. is the implication. Which is interesting. Very high concept for a kids movie. <laughs> Especially, apparently Jim Henson originally wanted to call it the dark chrysalis. And um, the lead art de- art designer guy, Froud, I think you frowned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Misheard him on their telephone conversation, and then he had all this concept art for like crystals and stuff. <laughs> and, he, and then and, like, All right, fucking crystals. He's like, Oh, it looks pretty good. We'll go with it. I'm like, That was that. <laughs> There's only 10 mystics and 10 uh, sexies. sexies left alive in the beginning. Uh, the emperor or the leaders of both groups die together. There's nine left, and only one Gelfling, right? We're yeah, supposedly he's the last Jen. of the gelfling And uh, there's also uh, Podlings.
1: There's a bunch of other, you know, races and peoples that populate the world, is my guess. Yeah. There's a novelization of this I've never read. And they made a sequel that's on Netflix, I think.
0: Oh, yes, I saw that. It's like the Age of Resistance or something. I think it's a prequel, actually. Oh, is it a prequel? Yeah. The world doesn't seem worth saving. Or, I mean, the the civilizations we interact with, or the cultures... The humanoid ones, like
1: you don't like the pod people.
0: They the podlings seem fine. They know how to party. They're obviously like, oh, check out these indigenous people that know how to have a good time, <laughs> and then end up enslaved. <laughs> which is that's, that's the cool. point, right? Yeah,
1: you're just trying to stop the sexies from being dicks to everybody.
0: Yeah, but um, I mean, it seems like the 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 world that they live on. It's like, well, yeah, civilization kind of barely exists anyways. They could all die out, and then just let the animals party. The podlings could like hang out too. <laughs> But, like, I wasn't... I don't, I, there was, like, no sadness. Like, oh, mystics and the sexies, I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then, um... I, when Kira died, though, I was kind of like, oh, damn, that's it for the Gelflings. <laughs> but they I mean, seem completely asexual, they a, anyways.
1: They have a real genetic bottleneck here, so I feel like it's probably it for the Gelflings, no matter what. But mm. maybe I'm wrong.
0: I don't know. Uh, that one scene, though, where Kira reveals her wings. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And At the end.
1: 20.
0: He's like, well, I don't have wings. She's like, of course not. You're a boy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm a fucking raw deal. <laughs> She's
1: like, boys have a penis. Girls have <laughs> dragonfly wings. <laughs> we got
0: wings. I'd be pissed if like. Yeah, me too. Like, Oh, you got wings? Oh, okay. We'd definitely be the oppressed uh, class in that situation. No oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you guys can't fly, so uh, you're getting paid less. Well, what a crazy mixed-up world it would be if <laughs> <That's not fair. laughs> if there wasn't complete patriarchal dominance. But I mean, that's that's wings would give you quite an advantage in every everything, every aspect of society. <laughs> wings would help you.
1: Banking wings, mm-hmm. man. Just think about
0: like all the different styles of like w- different ways to style your wings. There would be and stuff. That's huh, cool. Is
1: there? Don't they just kind of lay there? Can't do well, I don't know. Like don't maybe.
0: Work. Well, yeah, but like maybe you can like dye them, and you know, like I don't know. It's like man, so many cool things you can do with wings. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Speaking
1: of wings, I've been reading uh, "Fire and Blood," which is the uh, that uh, fake history of the Targaryens in "The Song of Fire right? The totally
0: real history of the Targaryens. Yeah, you're sorry. To is it um just Targaryens or is it just the Dragon peoples, Valyrians, or is it specifically Targaryens?
1: It's specifically Targaryens in Westeros. So it basically, it oh. starts with uh, King's Landing. Like Eagle and the Conqueror, yeah.
0: When he lands, the king lands. When the king lands. But they arrive at Dragonstone, don't they?
1: Yeah, they uh, they so the story for the Targaryens is like I don't know, like a decade or so before the Doom of Valeria. Yeah, one of them has a vision. Right? Yeah, one of them has a vision. One of the daughters has a vision, and the dad's like, "All right, well, we're selling all our shit," and they buy Dragonstone.
0: Yeah, and she's like, she hasn't been wrong before, so <laughs> let's skedaddle.
1: And we'll but uh, what I was getting at is, uh, there's a part where like King's Landing is looking an uproar, like we're gonna kill all the fucking dragons, and so like t- ten thousand people attack the dragons in the Dragon Pit. And they manage to kill the dragons after, you know, half of them die. Um, And they consider themselves great dragon slayers, so they cut off the dragon's wings and use them as capes.
0: Awesome! (laughs) That's so cool. That's, like, um, my favorite, like, bit of lore. Or one of my favorite bits of lore in Song of Ice and Fire, or that world concept, is... uh, the Stark bastard who makes ironwood, oh, the, uh, weirdwood bow, weirdwood arrows because yeah. he's like, I, I kill dragons with this shit. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, man, that's badass.
1: Um, you know, I was thinking of is like the uh, when I was reading this is like the weirdwood in Westeros is very similar to the idea of like the warlocks and their uh their black trees and the wine they drink, like, because the wine is based off is from those trees, right? Mm-hmm. And like the weirdwood paste that. Sam or not Sam, Bran Eats is from Weirwood Trees, right? And they yeah, they visions.
0: hmm Well, uh, if you read the World of Ice and Fire, his it's other history well, book. Next, uh, there he ha- does make like um like mystical connections between different cultures. Like the sea stone chair is made of the same like oily black material that also is like a shy, the mm, Shadow actually. City. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, the equivalent of the wall in the far east too, but it's like a series of castles and, but they're kind of in disrepair, like the wall (laughs) and, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of little connections that make it seem like the others are a worldwide problem and there's magic that is deeply cultural that, Transcends across the entire planet. Right. It's like more of a like. There's uh, some sort of depth to the world. If you <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I posted this on Twitter. I think I texted you, but like the one of the big thing that really annoyed me when I uh, read it is um, we talked about Game of Thrones and how we didn't think that the others were gonna get a dragon. Uh, it's made pretty clear in this that dragons will not fly north of the wall. Either they can't or they won't. And so I'm pretty sure that you know, Danny, they're not gonna go on a mission to get a zombie to show Cersei. Uh, that's I, not gonna happen in the fucking books i don't think it's just
0: gonna happen in the books because it's dumb as fuck
1: <laughs> and uh danny's not gonna show up at the last minute on a dragon because her dragons won't go north of the wall
0: i remember when that episode came out i was like a little bit excited about it because like I've, it's this
1: is honestly this is the last time we're talking about Game of Thrones. yeah oh,
0: but man. it's just I, I anytime i watch this so i'm so desperate for like something interesting to happen you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whatever, at least, like, fucking, I'm sure, like, the Night King will show up and do spooky stuff. At least they're good at doing wide shots of him raising his arms spookily. <laughs> and then, the uh... Um, looking
1: out, the, the intimidating at people. I
0: think I might have already known spoilers for it going in, too, because Free Folk, um, that the, he was going to get a dragon. But it was just like, man, this shit's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and also like I think I said before it, it really bothers me when the dragons die in the show just because uh, I don't know uh, yeah it's like a pet thing it bothers yeah. me when the dragons die so when it they, me when the when die. he stabs Viserion and he like all the other dragons are like what the fuck <laughs> and Danny's like what the fuck I was like yeah. what was, the fuck I was like oh no the poor dude and then he crashes into the ice and looks all sad and just like sinks into it I was like man son some of a bitch someone's gotta get that night nice <laughs> skin." So if they just cast the entire show with uh, dragons, I, would, <laughs> I guess I would have an emotional attachment to the character. Because <laughs> yeah, for a minute I was in it. I was like, they got to stop that man. And then after that, I was like, not fucking kill them all, Night King. So I mean, it's just, I'm tired of you them fighting CG cartoon skeletons all the time. So someone's got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's uh, never talk about Game of Thrones again. We talk about A Song of Ice and Fire. Again, I'm sure that'll. I'm parallel. not talking about the show anymore, but, but yeah. Uh,
1: if you want to see what our thoughts were on the finale, uh, it's on our YouTube channel. I was gonna tack it to the last podcast, but I don't have the heart, and uh, yeah. we really didn't. We we're, were we. <laughs> I thought we would at least like lambast it more uh, when we talked about it, but we really clearly just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, it
0: was. I, well, I mean, when I was watching the last episode, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yep, that's fine, too. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, Braun's on small cancel. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. that makes sense, whatever. More, yeah, oh, all, no, no, Sir Davos doesn't remember all your, that Braun killed one of his kids? No. All, <laughs> all your
0: favorites are here. <laughs> yeah. I do like
1: that, uh, that Davos, uh, Davos uh, made it. Yeah, so, I, I think... personally, entire
0: show. I think Davos is probably going to make it to the series anyways. That's kind of, like, been his gimmick. Mm. Like, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, he just survives shit. Yeah, I, I've, I just love when they're, like... Uh, for some reason, Grey Worm took him prisoner. Because John's, I've, I just, he was, they, they, why didn't they film the scene where John Snow walked out of the Red
1: Keep and was like, "I killed my queen, <laughs> <laughs> arrest me." Well, because you know what's supposed to happen if the, because does not, doesn't Danny have blood riders? Yeah, they should kill him. They should have killed her or killed D- John and then killed themselves. That's what their fucking job is.
0: Uh, I don't know. That sounds like some some shit a nerd wrote in a book. <laughs> You <clears throat> know, this is prestige television, alright? Themes
1: are for for eighth grade book reports. This yeah, is you prestige. know the merc with the mouth. He should show so his mouth shut.
0: Yeah, this is prestige television, right? We're just here making that money. It's got to be sexy.
1: They're making the Knights of the Old Republic. That's their Star Wars.
0: Oh, is it for sure going to be Kotor? I don't
1: think it's for sure Kotor, but it's for sure the, old, the Republic. old Republic era.
0: Whatever, man. I don't know. Star Wars is just like. it's so bland to me anyways like it seems like you could do so much with that world but no one ever does so (laughs) well it'll they'll probably make their old republic trilogy but then it'll just be here's the luke skywalker proxy here's the han solo proxy here's um leia and here's a new monster man or a robot that's the chewbacca (laughs) and like fucking buy more of our merchandise please Yes, fuck Disney, fuck HBO, fuck at t Warner Brothers. No one sponsored this podcast ever. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, you can find on our Patreon. <laughs>
0: Jim Henson can sponsor us. He's real creative.
1: Uh, I got some bad news. What? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> He's, he, had a, he had a really bad headache and didn't make it.
0: Oh, no. Jim Henson's not out there? That explains why the movie industry is so garbage. Because, <laughs> uh... No one's got I any. Mean, they don't just don't. They're not. Everyone's afraid. No one would make a crazy ass puppet movie like this. Oh, the darkest
1: one not get made these days. Fucking dumb. Put it on Netflix.
0: Well, I mean, I guess they made the prequel, right? Yeah. Uh, is it actually still puppetry? I, so, I don't know. I mean, it can't be as weird as this movie either. There's no way.
1: The funny thing is, like this movie, if you um, make it the same way and then just add CGI touch up, it looks so pretty.
0: I I feel like that's such a disservice to it though. If you touched up with CG.
1: I mean, just a little bit here and there, I guess. Never, <laughs> never. Fair enough. You're right. I, you know, You're right. No, I, I think it back, Yeah, <laughs> I haven't
0: watched the prequel series. I don't know if it's still puppetry, but uh, based on how everything, uh, everything's such distilled nostalgia now. Even mm-hmm. when they remake or prequel to some other property, like there's you no didn't way Blade Runner
1: twenty forty nine.
0: No, not that. Because <laughs> I mean, that was just that was they got people that actually wanted to do it, you know, and they put consideration into what the alternative past future would you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but a fucking cheaply produced netflix series prequel to the dark crystal like i'm sure it's just like oh you know it's probably characters telling you their motivations yelling (laughs) at you and there's the monsters aren't as spooky i'm sure the designs are more simple and childlike and That's the thing. Henson said he wanted this movie to be like the old Grimm's fairy tales. He thinks he said it thought it was important for kids to be a little bit scared. Like that's a healthy emotion to have, and it works really well with fairy tales. So they're like, this movie's odd. It's a little bit scary. Like I thought it was spooky when I was a kid. Um, But there's no way that that's what the prequel series on Netflix is doing. Like I can't say for sure because I haven't seen it. But like, unless they're only trying to get like thirty-five-year-old men like us to watch it, <laughs> there's no way. I'm sure it's all safe and distilled, and
1: I'll find out for you. Because uh, Jamie actually really, 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 we all, I watched it all three because mm. Jamie really liked it, and to the point where he I kind watch of watched it again to make notes. He watched it with me a second time, um, so I'll probably end up watching a Netflix show at some point. In the next couple Interesting.
0: Of weeks. I'm surprised because it's uh kind of slow and meditative.
1: Yeah, but I mean, of all, he's the one that watches. You know, nature documentaries. Oh, yeah, that's true. Him yeah. And the, him and the dogs and the mm. couch washing wolves. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess the, yeah, there's a, yeah, because if you watch nature documentaries, especially if it's the good ones from. It's always like you English know, ones, yeah.
1: Uh, David Attenborough's you yeah. Know, writing
0: them. Not like the top 10 deadly spars in Australia, nah, number probably. one. What is that? Blue Planet and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so those are like slow and meditative. That makes sense. Like when he gets older, you, he can watch Samsara.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is, I guess you probably watch it now. I don't think there's anything scary, in it, really. It's just the documentary they filmed over like decades where they go, it's like a nature documentary, but with people. So yeah. it's like different cultures and it's just shot really well and the music's great. And you're just kind of like, wow, there is beautiful. And then um, at the very end, Margaret Thatcher comes in and she says, We must destroy all these people. Oh, no, God. <laughs> Well, that's like uh, I, got tricked. The,
1: I forget the Netflix one that just came out uh, with David at Attenborough I was narrating it, and it uh, it leans heavily on uh, climate change. So, like the whole episodes, the episode would be like, "And this animal works together in this environment, and this happens, and then across the world, this is happening because of what's happening over here, and then climate change is destroying all of that. <laughs>
0: climate change is killing every animal you love. Kids, get out in the streets. Yeah, well." I mean, yeah. What else? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, that,
1: meanwhile, people can't stop eating Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the interesting thing about climate change. Is uh, I like guess not interesting. It's more just
1: that's the scary thing about climate change. Yeah,
0: but there are people that are just getting so fed up. Like, fucking, it's happening right now. We see it happening all the time. Like, fucking, do something, and then everyone's like. No, I'd prefer to make more money.
1: <laughs> You've seen that like uh, newspaper comic, a little car cartoon. Like for one great moment, we created a lot of wealth for our investors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah,
0: which I mean, yeah, we've been I don't know, I'm not sure if I ascribe to the theory of there being grand narratives like within human society and history and mm-hmm. stuff, but it does seem like at least the last Hundred and fifty years or so, we've been like fucking just driving towards the cliff. Like we didn't know it at first, you know, because the cliff was too far away. But we just sped up and got faster and faster. And like, <laughs> like is that a cliff up there? <laughs> oh well, no turn back now. Hit it, Thelma. <laughs> yeah, there's just the bag of money that's floating like off of the cliff, and it's like we just gotta get fast enough so we can get that bag of money. We'll we're gonna we're gonna be right good. To the other side of the cliff. Yeah, it'll, somehow we're gonna do it. <laughs> Joe Biden will show us the way. <laughs> Another episode where we're not really talking about the plot. But, I mean, it's your standard adventure story. You're, he's just got to save the world that he's completely unprepared for.
1: <laughs> it's a crazy world. Well, because it's, it's a mad mixed up world out there. He
0: called him like his master and his mentor and stuff. Yeah. But it just seemed like he raised him. And he, Well,
1: they did that memory thing.
0: Yeah, and he potentially taught him to play the pipes, which seemed to have some... Connection to the tone of the crystal, right? Because that's how you find the right star.
1: Purple lights up.
0: Oh, he uh, first thing he's got to do is he's got to go meet (laughs) Ogra. The most interesting character in the movie. (laughs) It's crazy when she like squats down and she's just like, (laughs) because she's so old. (laughs) And then, I it's great because, um, it's just in that one scene, right? at first and you're like oh this is a nice little interesting touch and then she does it later like when the she gets taken to the sexies and it's like oh yeah that's just a character trait now that's pretty cool she's just like oh fucking bad (laughs) the dark crystal they have a shard of it down lower that they use to suck the life force out of beings yeah the essence and um how would they design that apparatus? <laughs>
1: magic, Kyle. I don't think you need to know.
0: Well, that one, that one sexy seems like he's more of a science man. Well, but they each the role.
1: Like, the general became the new emperor, and then mm-hmm. the chamberlain got banished, and then there's like a science man. I guess he's more like an
0: alchemist, so it's like science, but also it's magic. magic. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the podling essence will make you young, but it only does it for like a minute. And he's like, it worked a lot better with Gelfling. <laughs> Shouldn't have killed them all. Because you, it, like, if you would have kept breeding them in captivity.
1: Well, then there was the, you can't have Gelflings around because they're going to kill you. That's yeah, because of the prophecy. Right. Yeah, it's
0: very uh, very Greek.
1: Wow, what? Yeah. Greek?
0: You know how that it's always like, hey, uh, Kronos, one day your son's going to kill you, overthrow you, and kill you. And Kronos, well, I'll just get rid of him. <laughs> and then that's what causes Zeus to become so awesome that he can defeat Kronos. <laughs>
1: i'm fairly certain prophecies don't mean anything even your reactions to the prophecy have no effect on it that's what i learned from a tv show that i'm not going to mention anymore
0: Mm -hmm. um i guess the prophecy in this story kind of works out the same way anyways because it's basically because they've pushed Gelfling so far to the edge that there is just this one left right who had to be raised by the mystics and trained and told this information so that he would eventually end up accomplishing it so those damn sexies fucked up <laughs> uh, they seem like they had it all together they're just really great at bureaucracy and <laughs> slavery and uh it's
1: all, all the great things that keep an empire going yeah
0: i just can't believe it happened luckily that'll never happen to us the united <laughs> states oh i watched us finally Oh, did you? Yeah, it was great. They made Santa Cruz sufficiently spooky. You know, like how Santa Cruz at night was a little spooky. A little spooky. You know, it feels like a powerful place. Like the place has got pow. You know, like you don't quite (laughs) fathom it, but it's got pow. Say (laughs) it. Say pow. We got pow. Yeah, but you know, like there's like there's a lot of weirdos in Santa Cruz, and the ocean, like being by the ocean and seeing storms in the ocean is just kind of like you know, um, it's all in there. They do a great job. Santa Cruz, star of the show, except for, I mean, it's Lupita Nyong'o is really the star of the show, and she does a great job. Um, I loved it. It looked much better than Get Out, which I predicted the last time we talked about. Money. Yeah, because he had more money and time to actually do what he wanted to. Um, not quite as good as Get Out, you know. Obviously, not as
1: tight. Not as tight. Not
0: quite as tight. Um, yeah, because he—I don't think he'd been writing the script for Get Out for like a decade. And us Maybe, probably, he might have had this script for a while, but didn't uh, do, I don't know. I don't know what his writing process is, but yeah, it wasn't quite as tight. Um, Also, the political allegory wasn't as obvious, so I don't think people realized it was about the class struggle so much, and also, people don't seem to like to talk about that publicly, (laughs) because it seems to be really threatening to the status quo. I don't think it was... a Bad allegory for like the class divisions, exactly. But it wasn't explicit enough for a mainstream audience, I guess. You
1: saying that they need to be hit over the head with it?
0: Yeah, I mean to be honest, because Get Out was really um like fucking mm-hmm. in your face and broad. Like you know what I mean? This is
1: yeah, this is not as obvious. As no, do. this is much more
0: subtle. But man, it's shot so well. I love it. There's a scene where they're um because there's a recurring theme of eleven eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the mirror. Uh, but there's an overhead shot of them on the beach, and their shadows are extended out, making 11-11, the family. it's just like,
1: man, it's fucking dope.
0: <laughs> it's just... Um, I don't know, anytime I watch a movie that like has like dynamic visual language, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why movies are cool. And I feel like it just doesn't happen very often anymore. So. What
1: are you talking about? Um, Avengers.
0: Yeah, I like the part where... Um, The cartoons were on a cartoon background, and they ran into other cartoons. (laughs) I that's I mean, like I know you can't if you tried to film like a straight up live action practical Avengers, it's gonna look wild as shit. But um, that's why you just don't make those movies; (laughs) just make an animated film instead. If it's gonna be like ninety percent animated anyways. But I love when the greatest CG character of all time says memes that the kids like. You know, Gollum um, still seems more real than Thanos. You know, is because I feel like CG does not seem to have advanced very far since Lord of the Rings.
1: No, I don't really. I, there's, it's, it's very, um, very small incremental changes, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Gollum seems to be more in the scenery, in the environment, and Thanos in. As good as they did animating him and his characterization, yeah, he's a great cartoon character, but he just doesn't, he still just looks like he's not actually there, you know what I
1: mean? I have to go back and see it, but I, it seemed fine to me. I mean, I agree that Gollum uh, is better, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, you can't imagine, like, Thanos, like, walking down the street, or, you know, being in, like, a real human environment. (laughs) Riding in a helicopter, or... (laughs) He's, no, I just gotta be on... Sitting in an armchair. I gotta be out in space. Side style. Well, remember at the end of the first Avengers, when they show him, and he's riding his, like, space uh, throne on an asteroid. (laughs) It looks kind of (laughs) stupid. I mean, obviously, the character design got better, and stuff like that, but, like, he doesn't seem real enough that he can... Be in any semblance of a normal environment, he's always just got to be in space <laughs> with the other cartoon background and stuff. Well, you
1: know? he I think I've, the only time we really see him not in like a crazy background is at the very end of Infinity War when he's out at Wakanda. I don't remember him seeing super out of place there,
0: yeah, and they even got the lighting right on him. I don't know know what my complaint is then I just didn't I don't know There's something about them Marvel movies That I just like (laughs) I give them nothing (laughs) Well I just like Every time I watch them I'm just like I don't feel shit Nothing No no excitement No thrills Nothing Uh, Fucking The final act of The Dark Crystal Where it's just a bunch of puppets Like kinda Moving around Was more thrilling to me (laughs) Than the end of Endgame
1: Well Dark Crystal's a thrilling movie
0: yeah, so the the, end of the movie, he first of all this this man this this gelfling this embarrassment, <laughs> he he jumps onto the dark crystal because he's got to stab the shard into it. He just drops the shard, like come on, man, <laughs> just like, get one on job, to it. just come on. And of course that gets Kira killed because she's like, "Oh, the shard," and he's like, "Just give it to him, fuck the earth." <laughs> he's ready to give up all the time too. <laughs> yes. What is so? Um, these eighty movies with like the fantasy heroes and stuff—they're always just like not. <laughs> they just, they're they always have, like, like the worst version yeah, of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, they just have like no commitment to anything. Like, no, it's, oh, it's too much. I don't even care anymore about. Because there's a scene too. He's like, man, fuck this shard, fuck the crystal, and I'm he done. Just it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, this is a good thing Kira showed up because yeah. she saved the earth, not <laughs> Jen. He was just like,
1: no, I don't even care. Well, that's a, they said a golfling would save the earth, they didn't say it was going to be Jen.
0: Should have made Kira main character. She had wings and everything. Wing wings. <laughs> I don't know. My big thing is just they would never make a movie like this again, and that's kind of disappointing. Someone tried to make an adult comedy with Muppets like a year ago. Remember, like the Happy Time. Such a cool
1: idea that they wrote like shit.
0: They should have taken it seriously and made like Mm -hmm. a Detective Murder Mystery with puppets or Muppets, rather. Not like serious to the point where it falls over the edge and becomes like, Yeah, yeah, comical again. But like. (laughs) these puppets say shit and they do farts
1: (laughs) yeah I was looking for like a satire not a parody
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just so open broad parody like yeah you know this is the real edgy stuff it's gonna be like kid stuff and they're gonna say F you (laughs) yeah that's real good (laughs) yeah that's some real shit huh (laughs) I'm impressed that's the height of comedy for me Like, whoa isn't this so anachronistic it's a Muppet, and you see his
1: dick. No! <laughs> he's having sex with another Muppet. He's making sex jokes. <laughs> Muppet sex jokes, guys!
0: Wow. And that's why Deadpool sucks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, especially well, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 sucked.
0: Yeah, I like that they got the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People in it, though. Because they were like, they probably saw Hunt for the Wilder People and am like, oh, that kid was pretty funny. Let's put him in
1: it. <laughs> I'm the goddamn juggernaut, bitch. I've received more red cards than anyone, bitch.
0: Vinny Jones, bitch. <laughs> um, no, he was the CJ Butt Cheeks, man. Remember when you see his butt cheeks? <laughs> see the juggernaut's butt cheeks?
1: Now's a more joke, butt cheeks, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, what a movie. <laughs> I'm
1: really excited for Dark Phoenix.
0: Oh, I keep forgetting that shit's coming <laughs> out. You know what's interesting is. um that
1: I haven't seen an X-Men movie since First Class.
0: Oh, you didn't see Dave's The Future Past? Nope. Uh, I did. It was pretty good. I regret saying it's pretty good though, because uh, noted pedophile and sex predator Brian, uh, Singer? Brian Singer directed it. So, <laughs> remember when they tried to distance themselves from him having directed Bohemian Rhapsody, and then he disappeared because <laughs> there was probably like a federal investigation coming after him. That shit was awesome. Where is he now? I don't know. Uh, probably like in Toronto, the Hollywood of the North. And I'm guessing Drugging young gay men And assaulting them You Hooray. know Like Hooray. a serial killer <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. What a great it's art baseball. And he, he created so much good art So we should forgive him Right?
1: Oh Okay
0: Like Roman Polanski
1: I mean, motherfucker. I mean, Roman Polanski made the pianist. Like, I guess that's at least. Well, I mean, was. obviously
0: it's Chinatown and Rosemary's Baby. Oh man. yeah, well, Chinatown gonna, <laughs> for sure. We're gonna remember Polanski for.
1: I was just thinking more recent, but fair enough. But
0: I was talking. Brian Senior ain't done shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> he made some goofy superhero movies. Uh,
1: I would prefer both of them were Jetson. Oh, in space, and but. Um,
0: Usual Suspects. That's what launched his career, right? Oh
1: yeah. Hey, who was in that one?
0: Benicio del Toro,
1: and the um, spaceman. Space man. Kevin Spacey.
0: Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, brother, you got They're, that connection, didn't you? <laughs> oh, man, they are probably like high-fiving, double-teaming, <laughs> like sharing uh, tips and tricks, <laughs> techniques, like, yeah, this is how I get him to come back to my limousine. He's like,
1: oh, yeah, I've never tried that one. Have you tried this one?
0: He's like, well, you're gonna, Brian, you're gonna see, once you get that Hollywood money, it's gonna be a lot easier, buddy, don't you worry, I'm gonna take you under my wing. And then Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted brian singer
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you saying that we should feel bad for brian singer now no <laughs>
0: I, I mean that's just what happens when you're a predator sometimes maybe you'll get predators <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i saw that in uh, one of those predator movies when you got predators. i mean
0: it's in all the pop culture about prison so
1: yeah yeah i don't feel so good about it anymore
0: Man, I don't. I, I kind of have mixed feelings as opposed to prison justice on like pedophiles and stuff. I'm kind of like, no, uh, pedophiles are different. Maybe just let them kill them. Like that, uh, like any uh, sexual predator. I guess. Like maybe just maybe let them kill. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if we need them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think we need them. But uh, I mean, I'm also pro-choice, so I just love killing people. <laughs> Uh, as soon as we start to get popular, uh, we're
1: going <laughs> to have to delete all these uh, old podcasts. No, I was going
0: to say we would do like donation streams to help with abortion rights. That uh, way we can be like, yeah, we're going to offset the, uh, we're going to change climate change, help out with climate change by getting rid of all these extra kids. <laughs> <laughs> Some dark shit. Dark Crystal. G- Jameson liked it. Jamie. Jim. Old Young Jim. Jim. Uh, did you like it? I liked it. Oh. Again,
1: I had problems with it. it. Cut the narration and the, you know, the
0: we didn't talk about it too much again. I don't know what this podcast is about anymore. <laughs> we talked
1: about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> cut all the chewing on your Starbucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially because you mentioned that brand name now. <laughs> Starbucks wants to get name dropped. They gotta give us money. Uh, next, we shall watch Shopping Mall, which is gonna be. Probably, I don't think you can watch it with your kids. This one, <laughs>
1: with well, a name like Chopping Mall.
0: Well, it's like, um, I don't know. It's probably got like boobs in it, but I don't think it's like anything too crazy. It's like that cheesy '80s gore, so mm. it's kind of like cute. <laughs> 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 well, you remember like in uh, nope. Night, Night of Creeps when um, the the zombie guy shows up with the flower, like a rose. Yeah, that's and then like cute, the slug guess, like but... falls out of him. Like the gore effects are just like so campy that it's like almost like cute <laughs> <just> like, eh. <laughs> yeah good stuff oh man uh, I had, man there's some shit I want to talk about but oh uh, I saw someone on reddit this r- real just a genius a genius a cultural genius he uh made a um, he did his own variation of Nazi punks fuck off you know the classic Dead Kennedys mm-hmm. logo iconography it's uh, Antifa punks fuck off that makes a lot of sense right
1: what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Doug Kennys wrote a song that was Nazi Punk's Fuck yeah, Off. Really. So, an anti-fascist song. Um, but because Wait. An- Antifa, the anti-fascists, are the real fascists, we have to tell them to fuck off. our are, are, Nazis are good?
1: Are, is Antifa... Are, uh, anti- I mean, are they the real fascists? I kind of feel like they aren't the real fascists. Well, I don't.
0: I mean, it's hard to know. I
1: feel like the real fascists are are the, are are the fascists. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> usually
0: just the fascists, right? Hmm. I, it's hard to know in this day and age, though, because I just can't. Oh, it's. I think about trying to get into that mind space where, like, what mind space? You know, everything I believe is completely disparaged by this band. I really like is it, the band must be wrong, <laughs> <laughs> or this entire cultural movement of the '80s.
1: Are you uh, are you describing Paul Ryan and Rage Against the Machine? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's just funny too. I just uh, you know it just gets me pumped for my workouts. Or is
1: it, are you describing um, Chris Christie and Bruce Springsteen?
0: Oh, you know what it is. I think the uh, conservatives or people on the right um, are incapable of creating their own culture, so they so they're just, just stealing Ryan. Yeah, they just steal other cultural movements and reappropriate them and just turn them into just total garbage. It's embarrassing shit. Like, just real, like, oh, I've got, my brain's melted, I don't even know anymore. (laughs) I don't know what to believe. Everything that I, I'm inundated daily with everything everything telling me I'm wrong. So, they must must be wrong. So, they're totally wrong, and I'll just reappropriate their symbols. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great. Oh, speaking of reappropriation, though, I've noticed that. A lot of the women I'm attracted to, you know, the punk-style girls, septum piercings, face tattoos, baby doll bangs, cool shit like that. Face
1: tattoos. I I mean, face tattoos aren't attractive, in my opinion. Well, I mean, not Not anybody. anybody, Not like your whole face, but, you know, just small little ones. Nope.
0: Oh, whatever. Everyone's entitled to their own personal tastes. But basically, that real far-left, radical, old-school shit (laughs) that I'm really into, my preferred aesthetic. I've noticed lately that it's been adopted by a lot of, uh... Lesbians, bisexuals, gender, fluid people, non binaries, all this blah blah I like blah. It was blah. A weird spot. Well, here's what I have to say I fucking love it. It's great. <laughs> I support you guys. I hope you all find really good partners and you have nice, enjoyable lives. So you look great. It's wonderful. It's good shit. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do what you want with the caveat you gotta kill cops and turn them into Teresa. I'm on that. I'm I'm still all about that. That's just how it's got to be.
1: Space Force. Space
0: Force. Check out Chopping dot com. Uh, yeah, we
1: never we're really bad about plugging ourselves.
0: I don't know. It's like the website we got. I don't. YouTube, twi- Twitter, tw- yeah. Twitch, whatever. Twitch. I don't know. Check it out. We're trying to get popular. Um, I don't know if it's gonna work with my tell your tell your friends my incendiary opinions about things like people being good. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, that's life. You can only, you only Space Force once.